Hi again, everybody. Tom Oglesby in the FM 98.3 KCRD studios. We've got the crew here. Colleen Pasnick. Art Hager. And we're going to begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, this is the chatter on KCRD. We've got a lot of uh, calls. We, we fell behind, Colleen, on, on the posting of the uh, the chatter uh, and Quo Vadis up in, in the podcast section of the uh, of the website. Aren't our readers, or readers, listeners, yes. our listeners, they are on top of things. They're on top of it. So we were, we're at, this is episode fo- uh, 25, folks, and I think at last checking I had, uh, we had 16 episodes posted. And the reason for this is, is we're rather generous. We sent the engineering crew to Hawaii and Florida. Yeah, why didn't we go too? Can you well, explain we're that? generous, but we're not real smart. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, figures. So, the good news is, is they're all coming back, tan as they are, and we, you know, we look like the uh, pale as we are. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the ghost of uh, Christmas Dubuque here, doing all of that. Mark, how you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah, got over COVID, so. A lot of us got hit with that hard, and the uh, fourth quarter was uh, mostly nasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, but pre- you've got strong immunity now, don't you, Mark? Oh, you bet. You and yeah. Donna. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Doing all of that. Chicken soup works wonders. Hey, let's get into some of the headlines, Mark. You brought one out of Chicago with the uh, Tribune there that's caught all of our eyes. What do you got? Well, the Coalition of Canceled Priests, uh, they had a big article in the Tribune. Which, Father Lovell? Yep, Father John Lovell, and uh, the TH reprinted part of it. And uh, anyhow, it just I, I guess what caught my eye is just the, uh, the wording and the verbiage that they use in the articles about how aggressive these priests are. And, and uh, it's almost like the, their anger level is way up there because they're canceled. And that's not true at all. I mean, we've had dinner with them. And uh, we know what's going on. And uh, they're not like that at all, you know. They just want to know from their bishops, why did you cancel me, you know. Well, we know why they've canceled, Colleen. We've had this conversation here. They're, they're not aggressive. They're just, uh, they used to teach second graders in the Baltimore Catechism that they were soldiers for Christ, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Now it's a kindler, gentler church, isn't it? I guess so. But, you know, in the article, it listed uh, one of the reasons why maybe Father Lovell was canceled. Now, are you ready for this criminal charge against him? Go ahead. Allegation. Are you ready? Yeah. The awful thing that Father Lovell did to get him suspended. Right. He bought a cassock for a seminarian who couldn't afford one. Yeah. That's got to get him at least five years suspended, right? Oh, I yes. would think. Yeah. A year for every button. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. No, that's yeah. serious. That is really I know, in I the saw, article. I know, I uh, you think I'm making that up, but no. that's in the article. Yeah. And he well, also did, he reserved a, a hotel conference room where alumni of a Catholic high school could play cards. 
Yeah. The nerve the of nerve, him. The nerve, the shame on him. I mean, he should know better than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Playing yeah. cards. There's probably gambling going on. Yeah, there. exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's so sad. Well, he did make yeah. a mistake. He should have done bingo. Yeah. Should have done bingo. They would have let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, help us. Help yeah, us. I know. I think but, those uh, uh, the, the language that you point out there, Mark, is interesting, though, that, you know, people are... The rest of the world wants us to be kinder and gentler, meet them where they're at, and not be Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I purposely say Catholic, not just Christian, because we are Christians. But the Catholic culture needs to be restored. We just can't go along meeting the, uh, the, the culture there. We have to take the culture to where the church is. Anything else on this we could talk forever on? Well, this, it was interesting. At the end of the article, this canon lawyer um, and a professor, obviously, from the University of uh, St. Thomas in Minnesota, um, said that he just thinks this thing is just going to all kind of just fade away and uh, go nowhere. And uh, he said, I just don't see the op- uh, apocalyptic explosion. I think that this will peter out and people will be reconciled. Isn't that wonderful? Just, uh, you know, just let them out the pasture forever. And uh, don't worry about it. Just let them go away. And, oh, by the way, in the meantime, cancel some more priests that you don't like. What do you make of that, Colleen? You know, isn't that, and I don't think it's going to go away. I think more people are waking up and waking up. I don't think it's going to go away. And especially because there's no reason. And the article also said how Malloy in Rockford had not come to the parish at all to talk to the parishioners after he canceled Father Parker. And they want to hear why, what did he do, what's going on. And, you know, it's almost these false allegations that are never outright said, but there's no charges. It's just because they're traditional. So I don't think it's going away, and I think more people are getting woke. In case you just heard that, what Colleen said, because there's many Dubuquers who know Father James Parker from St. Mary East Dubuque, and if you didn't hit the headline, which hit in august uh well he got the letter i think in may saying that his last time would be in june because a lot of people don't know that yet they don't well no i mean there's still i run into women in the frozen foods aisle that say they didn't know about that until they read about it heard about it here wow okay well doing that mark yep one last thing is uh, i did get an email this morning from the coalition and they said that somebody had donated a large parcel of property with a house and stuff on it for these canceled priests to either live in if they need it and also to hold their retreats and stuff on the grounds. Nice. So I'm going to make a comment before we move on to the next headline, but that last paragraph that you read that said, we just hope that this goes away. We're going to, this is exactly the strategy that the church has employed for decades. They did this with the clergy sexual abuse. Let's handle this ourselves. Let's keep it out of the courts. Let's keep it out of law enforcement. We'll handle it ourselves, and we it'll go away. Mm-hmm. The Catholics will go away because they're Catholic. And this, this in my estimation, is, is one of the classical, I'm not saying it's the, but it is one of the classical definitions of clericalism. Right, they did it with McCarrick too. Sure, if yeah. we ignore, if, ignore, 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 keep it out of the newspaper and, and sweep it away. Anyway, yep. What other headlines you got, Colleen? Well, speaking of priests and uh, out of the Chicago Tribune, I you know the March for Life was held, the local March for Life was held in Chicago this past weekend on January eighth, 
And uh, Cardinal Supic was there to give a few comments. He was not well received. No. He's not known for being pro-life. He was actually booed and heckled. Yeah, I, I had mixed emotions. One, I understand what they're doing. And then two, you know, the, the office of Cardinal Archbishop comes with a degree of esteem, but... Boy, he has really sold those folks out in Chicago. You know, and especially the pro-life, um, the pro-lifers, you know, every every pro-lifer, especially in Chicago, remembers that Supich tweeted about the sanctity of life from birth till natural death, not from conception. Yeah. Every, every pro-lifer in Chicago remembers that. So I think it was actually a pretty big risk for him to go, and I, I bet he won't come back after his reception. Uh, yeah, there's more to that story than we can talk about here. Yeah. What else we got? So, well, I've got I've got a lot jumping over to New York City. There is that horrible fire. Um, so far, at least 19 people have died in that big fire in the Bronx. I know it's not church news, but it is happening in the world today. And there was another fire in Philadelphia not mm-hmm. that long ago. Mm-hmm. Just horrible this time of year. People, and I don't know the cause of anything, but you know, heaters are on, and you know. It's, it's just horrible. I, I have to think that would be one of the worst ways to die. So we keep all of them in our prayers. Eternal rest grant unto them, O oh Lord, and, and let, let perpetual, perpetual light shine upon them. them. May their souls and, the souls and all those of all faithfully, faithfully departed, departed the mercy of God, God rest in peace. Amen. Amen is right. What else? You got anything? You got, I got oh, a whole lot here. Cow. Now, the, the, uh, the next um, stuff I've got is more about COVID. So I don't know. You got anything else about priests or about... Well, I saw LifeSite News broke this on, uh, it was last week, Dateline uh, the 3rd. Iowa Diocese publishes Deacon's pro-life LGB story about a gender-confused son he's referring to as, as Lexi. This has to be one of the most challenging, challenging items when you've got a son or a daughter who proclaims their uh, sexuality is not as God's designed, or, or their or their preferred gender. This confusion of, of uh, gender, and I and I get that out here. Um, it's it's a good read, and and it's tough. And I think it's even tougher if you're uh, a deacon in the church or or uh, one of the. I don't I don't know how it could be, but this is tough. And, and it's out here. I'd encourage everybody. It's LifeSite News, Dateline January 3rd. Colleen, I think you saw some of that last week, did we? Yeah, what was I your read the story. It was uh, a deacon in the Davenport Diocese, so it wasn't the Archdiocese of Dubuque. But, of course, it's heartbreaking for a parent to watch their child, you know, be confused and struggle. And I, I, you don't know the kind of messages they're getting at school or, you know, through the media, but it, it is heartbreaking. Um, one of the things, though, you would hope that a deacon would say is, what do we believe as Catholics that how God made us and he doesn't make mistakes? Um, I thought that was lacking in the article. Well, and that's <clears throat> what you brought up is what are they being taught at school and what the media? And we all know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that they all lean to the left and mm-hmm. that they're promoting it. You know, they're not trying to hide it at all. It's just like, you know, just... Be whomever you think you are or whatever you want to be, right? It's right. not even, yeah. Right, because I heard that even here in Dubuque at senior high school, there's someone identifying as a cat. Yeah. And yeah. that's like a, a thing going around the country. 
typically girls identifying as cats. Some of my best lines go unused. <laughs> nice restraint. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, in truly, it, it is a very sad situation because we know, sitting here as Catholics, what they should be taught, what they, and from, you know, from one or two years old on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, this is truly an ex- exhibition of, of the demonic, and it uh, reminds me to uh, invite everybody here. He's coming back. Father Greg Bramlage is coming back to Dubuque. He was here last February. He'll yeah. be here again this February. On the 7th, 8th, and 9th, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 6.30 in the evening. I hesitate to say 9 o'clock because he shows no restraint. Uh, Father Greg Bramlage of the Missionaries of the New Evangelization. And uh, can you believe the number of healings that took place, body, mind, and soul, um, here in Dubuque? and other places in the mm-hmm. Archdiocese of Dubuque that he's been in the last 12 months, Mark? Where's he going to? Where's he? Is it back at Nativity Nativity. Again? Did I not say? Nativity. No. Okay. Church of the Nativity on Alta Vista Street, <clears throat> 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He'll also be the week before that up in Kelmar at St. Aloysius Parish Mission. That's several parishes, isn't it, mm-hmm. Colleen? I think Is that so. Father Still, Bob Gross? It's Father Bob Gross, right. Ashen. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> so. But the segue from that story, the connecting there is the demonic. Yes, exactly. That, uh, what you... Regardless, in, in, in the face of people who say we've not had problems with demons, I don't know, a parish, a city, a family, an individual that hasn't been plagued. Now, this doesn't mean that you need an exorcist. There's a difference between being possessed and being oppressed. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean if your son or daughter has proclaimed homosexuality, that doesn't mean that they're possessed by the devil, but there's certainly an oppression going on. This is not how God created it. He told you how he did it. He created them man and woman. Yep, male and female. And remember, like in the 70s, a phrase was going around, God doesn't make junk. I'm yeah. not junk because God doesn't make junk. Yeah. Well, he doesn't make mistakes either when it comes right, to right. Your, exactly. your gender. Yeah. So we love you all. And gosh, you know, you got to love your, your children, regardless of what's going on. This is true. Love them with the truth. Love them with the truth. True charity is love. And that includes uh, correction and pointing to God's plan for their life. What else you got? I got a nice little story. There was a sister. She just passed away a couple days ago at age 92. She entered the novitiate in 1944 in Albania. Now, that's where Mother Teresa's from. Right. right? You hear her other. Right. But the communists closed her convent. And so she could not profess her final vows until 1991. <laughs> Isn't that something? Oh 47 oh years dear. before she could profess her final vows. But it said that she lived alone in a humble house, keeping the Blessed Sacrament in a bedside table. Uh, she visited the priests in secret. She took the Blessed Sacrament and brought it to the sick and to priests that were in prison. And she baptized everyone that came to the door, including um, a baby that she baptized who is now a bishop. I just thought that was a a feel-good story. That is wonderful. Oh, my Lord. 
Something tells me she's front and center upstairs. Right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. What's her name? Her name is uh, Sister Maria Coletta. Sister Maria Coletta, pray pray for for us. Pray for us. Right? Right. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a good story. We need that. We do need that. What else you got? We got, what, two minutes? When when you talk about COVID, I've got a little story that I want to expand on okay. um, just something that i heard on the news which is interesting okay well yeah my next things are pretty much about covid so um we can start the next episode or the next segment with about covid then yeah let's take a break because uh, i started this 60 seconds long and i'm the clock is lying to you oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the chatter mark hager in the studio with colleen pasnick I'm Tom Oglesby. We'll be back after these announcements. We are back in the studios. Good to have Mark Hager behind the microphone again. Uh, when are you cooking again here, Mark? Uh, January 26th. I knew I'd get a good one out of that. <laughs> Colleen, What's happening I'll buy then? We'll St. Pat's meal. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking for when that breakfast Oh, is. one of those, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doing that. Hey, uh, there's uh, some alarming items. We've talked about COVID for a year in all 25 episodes, but uh, this is starting to hit home here with jobs and things. Mark, what do you got on that? Well, <clears throat> the one story that I um, had contacted Ashley Henson when she had voted for uh, the government or whomever, the doctors, I guess, identifying us if we got the jab or not. And I I couldn't believe that she voted with it. So I I wrote her, and we all got the same response. It's it's medical information. It will be classified. As HIPAA? As HIPAA. And and we know that's not true because, you know, has she never heard of the FBI or the CIA or anybody breaking into these records and finding out all of her information? Um, she said, well, it's, 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 we're, we're covering that. We're going to take care of that. Nobody's going to get that information. So about two weeks later, I'm watching the uh, Channel 7 News, and they're in like Cedar Rapids or someplace over there, and they're talking to one of the administrators in the school. And the, this, they asked a question about the kids getting the shots, and the administrator came right out and said, when these kids get the shots, we are able to track them all the way through school. And I'm going like, are you kidding me? This stuff is, everybody, we know that Nobody's business in my estimation. What do you got, Colleen? It's nobody's business. And related to that, I see that there is a Swedish tech startup that has made a rice, rice-sized microchip that they can implant under your skin, and that's your vaccine passport. Mm-hmm. And people love it because it's convenient. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? They said it's like kind of like a chip you put in your cat or dog. Sure. Yeah. And people love it. And people says love who. it. Says yeah. who. People yeah. love but, it. But uh, the uh, regional uh, employers, I hear Mayo Clinic in Rochester, north of us, uh, laid off, fired, whatever. How many? 700. I Seven, saw yeah. 700. I hear some of the local uh, businesses are are giving 
advice, ultimatums. Yeah, there was a hospital in Arizona. I saw a headline that said that people are dying in the hallways because they are so short-staffed because they've let all those people go that wouldn't take the jab. Well, what's interesting, though, is is going back to the start of this whole thing. Yeah. All those people were on the front lines. Yes. They were heroes. Yeah, they were heroes. And now all of a sudden, you're going to fire all these heroes. They're heroes, all the... uh, Fire guys, the police guys, the uh, health, health. I thought I saw this morning in Epoch Times, Epoch Times, that they're calling back California health care workers because they've had enough. Are they? Yeah. Maybe we, uh, yeah, you don't need the shot right now. But but if, I, I feel the worst for people who are put in a situation where they either have to take the jab or they're fired. That's right. a horrible position to put people in. And you got to wonder what's really going on with that. Why can't people say, I had COVID. Look, I have antibodies. I don't need the jab. Right. They why don't does, allow that. Why does anybody have to have a compulsory shot? Experimental it's shot. Experimental. This, this violates the Nuremberg Code. Yes, it 1947. does. 1947. This but, violates the Nuremberg Code. Stand up for it. I've seen letters to the editor that said it's patriotic. There's some bishops that are coming out and saying it's some kind of moral imperative. All of those statements are incorrect. Those are not wrong. You do not have to take a medicine. You never do. And, in fact, the Vatican has come out and said vaccines need to be um, at the discretion of the person. You cannot mandate Vaccine, so I feel really bad. I mean, what's someone to do? A single mom, maybe she's got, you know, a couple kids and she works as a nurse and she's got to take the jab or she loses her job. And that's happening in Dubuque. I know a place in Dubuque where they are mandating that you get the jab or you're out. Right. So my question would be, what's going to happen if the Supreme Court turns this thing down and says, no, this is you can't do this? What's going to happen then to all that's those people? That's not the way the court is looking at this. The, the, were they saying the mandates are? No, they're they're looking at the procedural. Uh, there was a great, oh, um, great show that we air on the Sunrise Morning Show each morning at sunrise. five o'clock at sun o'clock. Yeah, well, right now it's not quite sunrise. <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had a great segment on that uh, with one of the great legal experts in the country. I think it was Thursday or Friday, which would have been the, um, what was that? The 6th or the 7th. You can find that in the archives. But uh, they're they're not deciding whether or not they can do it. They're deciding whether the Biden administration uh, went outside of the whatever clause it is here so it's you know it's not quite that cut and dried mark okay okay but it's you know and and they might say well if you if you don't want to take the jab then every week you have to take a negative test or i think at one place in town every three days you have to take the test to show that you're negative so going going back to the antibodies if i have the antibodies why can't i take that miss the point you missed the point on all of this if you want to take the vaccine right Take the vaccine. You're covered. Or so they say. You still get COVID. Read my lips, right. George Bush. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you want to take the vaccine, you are free to take the vaccine. Yes. And you are supported to do that. 
you are immunized. Now to go to step number four to say, but you're not vaccinated and you're going to infect me, begs the question, your vaccine ain't working. Right. Right. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. This right. this is this is pure insanity. It is. It you don't is. do that with right. the chicken pox. Mm-hmm. You don't do that with the measles. Right. You don't do that with with uh, tetanus or lockjaw. Any of them. If you had or three, whooping cough. If you had three smallpox uh, vaccines and a booster, you shouldn't be getting smallpox. This is not the <laughs> the, the vaccine yeah. of the month club. This will replace the jelly of the month club here at Christmas here. Yeah, exactly. The gift that keeps on giving here. Here's your July vaccine. <laughs> For the July variant. Yeah. I'm sure that'll stir the pot here a lot because there's been a lot of letters to the editor. Folks, if you got a vaccine, you're immunized. Whether or not anyone else that you encounter isn't taking that vaccine doesn't make sense. Go get your money back. Oh, wait a minute. It's free. It's free. Oh, wait a minute. It's not free. Yeah. We paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's changing right. all the time. It works. It doesn't work. You need a booster. You don't change need the booster. subject here. I've, I've got a. <laughs> Tom's getting riled up. Yeah. Well, I did see now the state of Washington. They are uh, going to, quote, involuntarily detain people that won't get the vaccine. Nuremberg Code of Washington, United States. The Nuremberg Code, and they can use law enforcement to do that in the in the state of Washington. Oh, the People's Republic. And you know, the state of Washington already is very highly vaccinated. Seventy-six uh, percent of the people in Washington have the vax already. This violates the Nuremberg Code. This were the trials in Nuremberg, Germany, after the atrocities of the Nazis in World War II. This is a replay of the experiments that were conducted on human beings in Eastern, Central, and Western Europe during the Nazi occupation. The Nuremberg Code was designed and drafted to protect us from this ever happening again. It's happening again. And who is going to stop them? Who is going to say, oh, Nuremberg Code, got to stop? I'm looking for someone. The the three of us sitting around this table aren't going to stop it. So if it's a violation of the Nuremberg Code, who's going to stop them? Maybe that's going to happen in McAllen, Texas, at the rally that's going to take place down there. What what, what, what rally is this? What are you talking about? Well, I sent out an email on it this morning, and uh, it was on the uh, uh, church militant. And uh, Michael's talking about this rally that's going to take place. Mm. This woman started this organization. And basically what she wants to do is stop the madness that's coming out of the White House and, and every place else, out of our military. I mean, throwing, throwing military people out of, uh, you know, the Navy SEALs and everybody out of the military because they didn't get the jab. She's like, I'm, I'm done. We're going we're gonna to start this rally and we're going to carry this thing across the nation. Now, I, you know, for me, it's it's time it's to time, re- it's, it's time, time to remind everybody that the government derives its power from the consent of the governed. That's us. That's yes, us. Sir. We put you in office to serve us with and and we give you our consent. We have a constitution, 
We have a Bill of Rights. We still have some of the pocket constitutions left. We gave out several hundred of them in 2021. Evidently, some of them didn't get all uh, out there. People are doing it. This, this is, we get this through your heads. You work for us. That's right. They work for us. And I was listening to a show the other day, and they were saying how Alexander Solzhenitsyn, is that how you say his last name? That's as good as it gets. You know, the guy who was in the Gulag, the Gulag Archipelago. 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 See, I shouldn't have even started this story if I can't pronounce half the words in it. Great literary uh, piece from the 1960s. You know, I, I, I was reading it, and I, I had to stop. It's so dang depressing. Yeah. Because they're all in the Gulags. But anyway, he said the hours were spent in the gulag with them just decrying the fact that they didn't stop things earlier. Exactly. And that's where we are right now. They we need we to are. stop things now. And it was interesting. I read a, an article about this. And the reason, the reason that that all happened in Germany is because Hitler took it one little baby step at a time until mm -hmm. he got the whole thing in nibble, place. Nibble, and, nibble. and it's like they said... It's like my wife asked me one day, what are they going to do, come and drag us out of the house? And I said, well, you know what they did over in Germany? They come and drug them out of the house. And you know what the neighbors said? Nothing. 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 And, and they said, oh, where'd they go? And they said, it's none of our business. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And, you know, I think that's what they did back then. But you know what I think they're going to do now? Hmm. They're going to try to use your credit card. Payment declined. Yeah. Uh -huh. They don't need to drag us out of our houses. In fact, yeah. they want us to stay in our houses. Right? Suddenly, your credit card won't work. Your bank account might be closed. You know, I think that they are so tech-heavy, and they don't want the optics of dragging people out of their house, so they're just going to shut you down um, through tech means. Guess what? No Social Security, no Medicare. I'm right. sorry, those payments aren't going through. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Going to quote Grandma Leona. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of her country. And, you know, just a little good note. I think people are doing that already. I was talking to someone. They went to an event here in town on Saturday night and outside the doors. Mask required. Mask required. She said there were probably 200 people there. She saw two masks. She said people aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. So that's a little sign. That's a little flicker of hope here. Yeah, exactly. If you want to wear a mask, wear one. Yeah. If I don't want to, yeah. I'm not going to wear one. What else you got? Oh, well. Because I'm about ready are you doing are you going to quiz us today i've got quiz questions all right <laughs> quiz tom no that's segment three here don't give her any more time than she deserves okay. and she doesn't deserve that i got a, i got some headlines Go i got three three headlines and then <laughs> i got their predictions the real year oh the real ones okay um new york times article illuminates that in vitro fertilization means babies built to order from a woman named Kathy Faust, who I followed here. Um, and when you say made to order, so they can tell... Designer children. Designer babies. Come, oh, you wanted someone Coming blonde? to a Petri dish near you. Yeah. Oh, you wanted blonde blue eyes? Okay, well, we'll toss those little babies out that don't have blonde hair blue eyes. Uh, Dateline this morning, uh, it broke on... I think Epoch Times, but a few other. Um, China now freely admits, and, the, and there's people starving in China right now. With if you, if you think it's bad in the People's Republic of Washington, think about what it's going on here in, in uh, Beijing. Uh, 
and uh, points elsewhere, but the Chinese people are very suppressed. The Chinese Catholic Church is is very suppressed. But they now, the government of China now freely admits to over 100 million abortions. That's oh. what they're admitting to right now, mostly girls. Mostly girls, but they're admitting to that much. The nature of the communist regime in any era is to admit to a smaller number of what's going on here. God have mercy on us. Um, another headline here. This just Kathy Breckenridge on December 29th writes what what uh, I lost the footnote of the uh, item here. HIV positive sperm donors inflict a wave of continued father loss on children here. So New Zealand has opened the world's first HIV-positive sperm bank. You are kidding. Dateline December 29th. Uh, Monday, a week ago today, uh, Stephen Ertl, on January 3rd, his headline is, Abortion, the leading cause of death worldwide last year in 2021, killed, what's the number? folks in one year across the world correct last year 63 million mark 82 million uh you, you no we they're they're accounting for 42.6 million people 42 million oh it's 63 million in this country since roe v wade yeah unbelievable 42 million, 42 million. wasn't it and lenin that said one death is a tragedy a million yeah. deaths is a statistic yeah. i mean that almost doesn't mean anything right 42 yeah. million 42 million that it's just so big you can't even wrap your mind around that. Yeah, and was oh, it Goebbels that said the bigger the lie, the more believable it is mm -hmm. here. So. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. We're in trouble. Wow. And yeah. it's big money, as you pointed out here. David Delilah is uh, locked up. Not quite thrown away the key here, but uh, they're doing this for profit. Oh, it's all for profit, especially when you hear about um, the... Uh, stem cell research and the human embryonic kidney cells that are used. I mean, those babies have to be old enough in the womb to identify and extract kidney cells. Think about that. It's not just a, you know, four-week-old baby in the womb. Yeah. It's got to be five months old. It's it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've talked on these subjects for uh, 25 episodes. We started uh, mid-year last year, Colleen, and and uh, we're getting some great feedback. People are calling the shows and the news reports edgy. They're not getting it anywhere else, and they're causing us to think. You know, we'd like to talk about some good news, but you're not hearing this anywhere else. Everybody is called to respond to these news stories, Mark, in one way or another. Now, some of you have the means to be activists. Some of you have the means to support activism. All of us have the means to pray a rosary. This is a horrific... This, this is not the kingdom of God. No. This is not the kingdom of God. And all of us can, can pray a rosary. By the way, uh, if you don't have a rosary, call us here at 563-231-3545. We gave away a couple thousand rosaries last year, Mark, and we're 
I just checked the uh, warehouse were locked and loaded for 2022. How many did you give away last year? Holy we cow. ended up, <clears throat> we sent about 7,000 rosaries uh, to Deacon, uh, Deacon uh, David down in uh, Lamar, or in, yeah, Lamar, Iowa, I guess it was. And uh, he has a ministry that he sends them all over the world. I think he's right now he's at uh, 28 or, or 32 countries that he sends them to. So. Wow. That's through, the, awesome. through the Knights of Columbus. His, his counsel there. Yeah. So We're all called to do something. We're out of time in segment two. We'll be right back after this on FM 98.3 KCRD. Hi again, listeners. We're back. This is FM 98.3, and uh, I should not dismiss us we do have the the podcast and a growing uh, number of uh, podcast listeners here colleagues so that is wonderful get to wonderful K- get to kcrd-fm.org go to uh, programs and and grill down we may have to uh, give us some better real estate on the home page mm. and we're working on the uh, i think it's on the uh, the mobile app the okay. podcast on the mobile apps here now that uh, everybody's come back from hawaii yeah. <laughs> Except us. Yeah. Yep. Mark, we were talking yep. about rosaries and the hundreds, now thousands of rosaries we gave out last year. And if you've done that over the last uh, 10 years, 20 years, a lot of rosaries going on here. Yes, indeed. What's going on at the chapel? Well, right now, uh, the last newsletter I sent out, I think we had uh, 28 spots open. So we're looking for our doors all the time. And with everything that's going on in this world, we need to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament a minimum, minimum of one hour a week. One hour a week. week. That was the point that I was trying to make. I I don't know if I did it, Colleen, at the end of the last segment. We've got these news stories. Sometimes they're awful. Sometimes they're horrific. But we do these not to anger people or or do a headline. There's a call to action. Definitely a call to action, a call to prayer, and prayer is our action. Um, and and you all probably know that I love the Power Prayer Adoration Chapel, and you will, if you go in there upset about what you're hearing in the news or watching on, on the media, you go in there for an hour, you'll come out with peace. You give it all over to the Lord, you realize He's in charge, and you will come out with a sense of peace. In fact, I just took a new person to the chapel yesterday, and she said she felt refreshed. She said, I feel like a new person. You're kidding. Not kidding. That was just yesterday. So there really is power in prayer. There's power in sitting in the presence of the Lord, right? Knowing that that is the Lord. In our mm-hmm. Right. Knowing that is the true presence. And that's what we don't hear very often, do we? I hear a lot of despair going on here. And I think we need to recall what the Lord has done throughout salvation <laughs> history how he uh, parted the Red Sea for Moses and the Israelites, what he did for Joan of Arc uh, in the Battle of uh, Orleans, uh, the the Battle of Lepanto, who was the uh, Polish king that came down to Vienna to save uh, Eastern Europe, uh, um, um, Prince I- Wazislav. Not Sobieski. Was it Jan Sobieski? Yeah, Sobieski. Was it Sobieski? I think so. I mean, the, the uh, history is littered with the... In- God didn't just create us and then walk away. He is active in our lives. 
and he's just down the street here at Ambrose and Asbury. Waiting for us. He Waiting. waits for us. Right. I mean, talk about how loving and patient he is with us. He waits there for us. Um, but when you said that he doesn't just start things in motion and then walk away, you know, that is an error, thinking that, oh, God, maybe God was maybe the creator, but then he doesn't care anymore about us. Mm-hmm. Um, then evolution took over. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's an error that the Freemasons uh, go, the grand architect, but then he doesn't intervene in human history. And we know that's that's fake. And I bet a lot of our listeners have personal stories about God intervening in their life, a little miracle in their life. So we can never give up. This is how you become smarter than a heretic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll give you a little secret. Yesterday I uh, did a uh, confession, and in the confession I told the priest how angry I was about what's going on in the church and the country. And he said, Mark, that's the devil. You need to go back to your adoration chapel and get on your knees and tell God, I give this all to you. Let him handle the big stuff. You can take care of the little stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, he is so right. Yeah. He's so right. It was just like, That's you know, how it is at my house. I take care of the little <laughs> things. You know. This pickle jar won't open. <laughs> uh, but, the garbage cans are still on the curb. That's, that's what I'm in charge of. And I think that's the way a lot of us feel. I think we just feel angry right now mm-hmm. because we see it. We mm-hmm. see all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. We just have to just pray more, be on our knees, give it to God, say, God, please help me with whatever I'm going through. That's right. That's right. And besides the power of prayer um, Adoration Chapel, they have a beautiful program called the Pilgrim Virgin where you can have oh, a yeah. three-foot statue of Mary um, as she appeared at Fatima Come to your house. It's beautiful. And I'll tell you, it's been going on it since the 70s. Delivered to your house. She doesn't come to her house. All right. Like she doesn't walk on her <laughs> own. You're talking miracles here. And there. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's an honor guard of, of honor guard of some men that bring her and they pray the rosary. And then you can invite your family and friends to pray the rosary with you every night. It is so powerful. Family prayer is so powerful. I think when we get to the other side, we will see all the... Um, all of the tragedies that Dubuque has been spared because of programs like the Pilgrim Virgin, Families in Prayer, Praying the Rosary, Adoration Chapel. We won't see till the that, other side. We've got to put a fine point on this, though. We've just went through a bunch of stories here. So I think we, and I don't mean to beat this here, but the, the fine point here is getting into the Adoration Chapel, the Power of Prayer. There's also one. Across the river here, a beautiful one that Father Parker, whom we just talked about, uh, built over there. But the point here is, is when we talk about 100 million abortions in China and 42.6 million worldwide last year, that's an easy target. Go tell the Lord. You're upset. You're sure he's upset. And he wants to hear from you. When, when we hear about the, uh, the young man... Oh, yeah, that one, Mark, from the, the mm-hmm. deacon's son who proclaims a different sexuality. When we talk about HIV, when we talk about COVID, there's a, <laughs> I love the quote here. It's going to be in the, by the way, I plead guilty. We are late getting the bellowing ox out here in January. It's still January, right? And to all the little old ladies who called me this past weekend looking for their bellowing ox, no, the, the, the postman did not lose it here. 
Mark, quit laughing. They call up. <laughs> we just got out the chapel chat. And she's... <laughs> and she's, that was a month later. She's, uh, who was it? it? Was it was it Barbara? Well, there were several of them calling in. Look, it's on the way. It's at the printer. It'll be at the mail house. And I'm looking for the quote. I know it's in here with the... Uh, it is a long newsletter. The Bellowing Ox has certainly <laughs> added pages and pages and pages. Oh, here it is, right here in front of me. The Delta and Omicron are no match for the Alpha and the Omega. Oh, there you go. I love That's that. Perfect. That I love that. Perfect. Yes. So the point, the fine point on this conversation is not to get you all riled up and think you're helpless or that our hair is on fire, but to make you aware that the kingdom of God is here at hand. But the final chapter is written by us in union with the Holy Spirit, get to an adoration chapel. If, depending on where you're at, there's, I mean, you got two of them. You can't be anywhere and not be close. And Mark, what did you say, an hour a week? One hour a week. That's all, that's all it takes. And, I mean, and we need, what, 28 slots 28 over? 28 slots open right now. I don't so. know what St. Joseph has over there. They've probably got a dozen or... I would imagine. That, yeah. that have to do... You're telling me there's not three or four dozen listeners who've got an, an hour that they can do it. Right. All they got to do is talk to Melissa at St. Anthony's, and uh, she'll, get you get, she'll get you scheduled. She'll give you the list of all the open hours, and you can take your pick of when you want to go there. The other point that I want to bring up, and I hear this a lot, uh, not only uh, when I'm talking to other people, but especially during the petitions at our chapel mass on Wednesday afternoon at 2.15. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people pray for their children and grandchildren to come back to the faith. Number one, that is the number one petition and prayer intention at every monastery, whatever. Go with it. And it's, it's just, you know, it's astounding. I mean, we see it. We see a lot of it. Uh, own family, cousins, everything. That, you know, their their parents grew up and everybody was a good Catholic until they got like older, married or went to college and, and then that's it. They just mm. walk away. And we as parents and grandparents just grieve for that. Yeah. yeah. And every family's affected. Yes. Every family has people that have left the faith. Every family. So we need to take an hour. If you don't have an hour yet, you So take what an you're hour. suggesting though is is the way to combat I mean it's one thing to grieve, to express that your children, your husband, your wife has fallen away from the faith. But what you're suggesting is an hour a week in an adoration chapel is the best remedy to bringing family members back to the faith. You know, I would say that it might even be the only remedy uh, because, and just speaking from personal experience, if you have family members that are away, they don't want to talk about it. They are often not open to the idea of coming back or hearing anything about God. And so to bring it up, you start to almost put more distance between yourself. So if you can't mention it to your loved ones, you can go after them spiritually. You go in that chapel and you beg God like that persistent widow and you don't stop begging him until he answers your prayer. And if you've got a very serious uh, request, you take a sacrificial hour. You take a 1 a.m., a 3 a.m., and you add sacrifice to your prayer, and then look out and see what happens. That's so true. It is so true. And I'll tell you what. Um, Give him an hour, he'll change your life. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
And one of the ladies at uh, at Mass a couple of weeks ago said uh, she had read this or had heard this. Mary said, I always point to Jesus, but you give me the rosary, and I'll give you back your kids. Mm. <laughs> and wow. I thought that was powerful, because powerful. say the rosary in, in the Adoration Chapel, and guess what? Watch the miracles happen. Yeah. And we do see that a lot, you know. I don't think we talk. Maybe that's what we should be doing. We should be collecting uh, miracles. We certainly are collecting some headlines across the world here. Good um, idea. Let's collect some headlines. Five six three two three one four five two three one three five four five. I know the number. Two three one three five four five. Leave us a message, or send us an email at info at kcrd fm dot org. How has prayer? including specifically Eucharistic adoration prayer, the rosary at home. You know, maybe you can't get out. It's, what was it, 10 below zero this morning? Um, yeah, we get it. You're not out. You're not out. Pray the rosary uh, with the intention of being before him in the sacrament. And that's the other thing is if they can't make their hour, we got a sub list that's a mile long, so there's always people willing right. to step up and take their hour if they can't make it. So, right. But just, I like that idea of airing miracles like that because yeah. we all need that good news. Mark, do you get some uh, feedback like that over at the chapel about miracles? Actually, I, I have one that I just talked to uh, Tom Schaefer. Okay. And he was at a healing service. Uh huh. And he had blood clots from COVID. Oh, no. And he was in serious trouble. He was in the hospital for a while. And he went to a healing service with Deacon Bill Beaver. And that night, his blood clots were gone. He went back to the doctor. The doctor says, I have no, I can't tell you what happened. But whatever happened is great. Praise that's God. Right. Yep. Praise it was God. gone. Isn't yeah. that, a, that's a miracle. Yeah. And, and thank God for the gift of Deacon Bill Beaver and his healing ministry. Exactly. So quiet in Dubuque. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He does. He really does have a ministry, a gift for healing. So, Colleen, you got uh, two or three, four minutes here. Can you... Um... Grill you guys? Yeah. Well, we got the we got the heavy hitter here. Oh, Mark's going to... Oh, yeah. 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 This would be real good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought because we talked at the opening segment about... Um, priests, that I would grill you a little bit about priests and what Catholics believe about priests. All right. Is that all right? Okay. Go. So here we go. What are the chief supernatural powers of the priest? False. <laughs> supernatural. That would be uh, the sacraments. They're doing, being able to perform the sacraments well they, they have the laying on of hands they they their hands have been anointed they can confect the eucharist which means they can think of that it's essentially a command performance the almighty god in his humility when when the priest says this is my body this is my blood uh, he confects the eucharist and all of the uh Super, is that what the question was? The supernatural, the supernatural powers of the priest. Yeah, the uh, the ability to forgive sins. Okay, those are the two. Yeah, those are the big two because uh, you know anyone could baptize, right? Right. In a, in a case of emergency, but for a priest, the supernatural powers are um, the ability to change bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ and to forgive sins. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Now. <clears throat> What are the two classes of priests? 
um, the two classes are uh, diocesan priests and religious priests. I knew he read this book before he gave it to me and memorized it. You're exactly right. Well, you know what I was going to say? What? Active and canceled. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be right. (laughs) True. Yep. So we got uh, diocesan priests, which means they belong to a diocese, right? And uh, they are bound to obey their bishop, and um, they are usually our parish priests. Most people, when they think of priests, that's a parish priest. Right. But religious priests, which I always thought was redundant. Mm. Are you a religious Re- priest? Well, it, it, it <laughs> should say religious order priest. Yes, it should. But um, those are priests like Dominicans, Franciscans. And sometimes there is a Domini- Dominican parish or a Franciscan parish. But mm-hmm. um, they are held by uh, three evangelical vows. What are the three vows that religious order priests take? I have no clue. No. Poverty, chastity, and obedience. Wow, he's on tonight, See, isn't this, he? This is why he leads the radio station, because he has all the answers. Uh, he is. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, just ask him. Yeah, just ask him. <laughs> yeah. I'm poor, i got to obey, and i ain't got... <laughs> okay, so what are the chief duties of a priest? The chief duties. This is my final question. Too. He's got to shepherd the flock. That'd be number one, right? I mean, and well, I, I'm not saying the question. It's rather open-ended. The chief duties of a priest. Well, I think he's this. This might relate to. Um, the duties as it relates to the, uh, I don't know if Constitution is right, but I think he's supposed to uh, say Mass daily. Is this where you're going with this? That's kind of where I'm going, I think he's supposed to uh, pray the prayer of the Church, the Liturgy of the Hours, and uh, I know those two for sure. Um yeah, and, and to say the prayers of the divine, and you're right, that is the one of his duties, office, the divine the, office, the, the, that can take like an hour, and and priests are required to do that every day. Well, I've said this before here. I think one of the, being a priest is difficult. Yeah. And being a bishop, I don't think our priests have enough prayer time. Yeah. Generally speaking, if you've talked to, and, and I don't, know everything that they do but talk to a priest sometime what's going on this way well i got this meeting here and i'm on that committee and we're doing this fundraiser over here i mean a priest got to have some time they got to have some time for prayer fulton sheen said he had a, a mass he said mass every day and he had a holy hour mm-hmm. that's in his day an hour and a half or two hours right there and that he was a busy guy but one of the things they say why the priest needs to read the divine office, pray the divine office every day, is that it's practical because it refreshes his memory regarding much of what he learned. Mm-hmm. You know, because you kind of go through that and sometimes you can kind of forget. But the only other thing then on this question was that a pastor must be ready to visit the dying at any hour of See, the day or was, night. Mm-hmm. And this book, which was like from the 1904, whenever, it says uh, he must be ready to visit the dying at any hour of the day or night even though the patient be suffering from a contagious disease. Ooh. 
Ooh. Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> I could, but we're out of time. So. <laughs> God bless our priests. And uh, let's pray for our priest. Uh, we said it last week, we are very blessed to be right here in the confluence of three dioceses, Madison, Rockford, and the Archdiocese of Dubuque. Let's pray for our bishops, our priests, and our deacons in the name Amen. of the Father, Amen. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of Priests, pray, pray for, for us. us. Mary, Mother of the Rosary, pray, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray, pray for, for us. us. This is The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. We love you.